0: People talk about possessions and money fairly freely, but when the church is saying, comes in and talks about money, everyone just kind of takes a pause. And on one end, I think our people absolutely want to know how to, how to think about it. But on the other end, it also feels like, man, that's a part of my life that I've had issues with in the past, but we also don't want to give up
1: that opportunity because the word of God has a ton to say about it. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give insight, wisdom, and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. My name is Brent Minter. I'm the lead pastor of Keystone Church. And today, I get the opportunity to interview Randy Woodbury, executive pastor at Keystone Church. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Now, we're switching seats today.
0: I know. It's kind of weird.
1: It's Fantastic as what it is. I, before we hit record, I actually said, I wonder how well I'll do asking the questions because I like responding better than asking. But here we are. It's like you're driving the car and I'm in the passenger seat, but I forgot to take Dramamine. So I'm a little concerned how I'm going to do. Let's just buckle up and see <laughs> what happens. Keystone, we're excited to hang out with you today. And... Uh, I'm interviewing Randy because we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to his heart, and it's also near and dear to his expertise. Mm. Um, And so uh, today we're going to be talking about finances, about stewardship, about the way that we should be thinking about money. And in honesty, it's kind of a preview of some equipping uh, courses that are coming online in February and eager to talk about that. And so before we s- jump in to kind of talk about some of the incredible work you've been doing on some equipping uh, courses that we have for people, uh, I just wanna kind of set it up because Randy, uh, you're an executive pastor here, but you're also an elder. And so these are things that we talk about Absolutely. a lot at Keystone. And that's the idea of generosity, mm-hmm. of what we do with our money. And this conversation is... Um, is not so that we can do the prosperity gospel thing and sow a little seed and get Correct. you know a 10,000 uh, whatever reward or reaping mm-hmm. or whatever uh, heresy is spoken in those circles. <laughs> uh, but man, with money, sometimes because some people have done it wrong in the Christian circles, we right. can shrink back about how we should do it well. And one of the reasons we're having this conversation, this is something we've been pushing in, you and I, in the background of thinking through, and we have a deep responsibility to shepherd our people with their finances. Yes, we do. I mean, you understand this, like you worked in the financial world for a long time, managing the steward, the, the the resources that God has. It's really important, but something that people don't always feel really confident with. It is, and it's one of those weird things. And we were just talking
0: about that. If you're to think about the major things in life that people always want to talk about, marriage parenting relationships. Okay. Oh, yeah. Finance has always come up. But always. We're in a weird context where, you know, they always joke about what you don't talk about finances or politics at Thanksgiving or whatever, but we live in a, I don't think anyone would uh, would fight us on, we live in a fairly upper middle class context. Yeah. It is not uncommon. You've been at the sports clubs, you've been at the restaurants, people talk about possessions and money yeah. fairly freely. But when the church is saying comes in and talks about money, everyone just kind of takes a pause. Yeah. And on one end, I think our people absolutely want to know how to how to think about it. Yeah. But on the other end, it also feels like, man, that's a part of my life that either I've had issues with in the past, I've seen people fail at that or abuse that. And it's just, there's this hesitancy that when you say responsibility to shepherd, it, we absolutely feel that pressure, Yeah, but we also
1: don't wanna give up that opportunity because the word of God has a ton to say about it. Yeah, I think that's the point is it's not like, oh man, um, this is just a small thing and our community really deals with money a lot. And so when you talk about the scripture is so clear, Jesus talks about money so much. Yes, Paul speaks about money. So much, mm-hmm. and actually, if we 're quiet on money i don 't think that our voice is loud enough in the areas where the scriptures are loud and One of the passages that has really kind of uh, shaped me as I think about being a pastor, especially in Ankeny Iowa, there 's a passage first timothy six seventeen paul 's writing to the young pastor Timothy in Ephesus, and so he says, "Instruct those who are rich in the present age." Mm-hmm. Not to be arrogant or set their hope on the uncertainty of wealth, but on God, who richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share, storing up treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the coming age, Mm -hmm. so that they may take hold of what is truly life." Here's the instruction is, and I love this because it always feels like the job of a pastor in Ankeny because instruct those who are rich in the present age. I know that not everyone that comes to Keystone is rich, but Ankeny as a community is significantly higher in median income than the rest of our nation, like 20,000 more than the rest of the nation. That's not everybody. We got some people who are really struggling to pay their bills, but our community, even sometimes... Hard to pay your bills in Ankeny is because it is so affluent, it's hard to keep up. And right. so, um, we just want to make sure that we're talking about that and we're shepherding it. So, we've been thinking a lot about that. And, you know, Randy, you've been now on staff for I think around 18 months or something around in there. Oh, wow. it goes fast. It goes fast. Um, but this is a passion area and yes. an expertise. You wouldn't say that, I will. <laughs> And you've been working on um, some equipping opportunities for our people to actually begin to think about finances in the way that the Bible talks about it—not just in simple like what do I do, how do I budget, right. or where, like not just the tactics of money. Although you're going to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. But at a philosophical, theological point, like you've got some incredible opportunities. So. Why don't you just set up for us really quickly, maybe dive into some of the upcoming equipping events that we have scheduled out, and maybe kind of wet people's whistle, as it were. I don't know if I should say that. I don't know what that means, but I've heard it said. Um, Why don't you give us a, a preview of what we can expect with some of the things that you have planned for us?
0: Oh, that's great, and I appreciate the opportunity to do that. Like you said, it is a passion area, and I've actually been dealing with this, I'd say, for almost 15 years. I remember, um, you ever heard of a, a mops class? Yeah. Uh, right, right, mops, mom's a preschooler or something. Yeah. I remember going to one of their meetings and walking through finances. I ran a class at the Ames Public Library um, early wow. on just saying, and it was f- straight for the community, just saying, you want to learn about money. And it, I, I love it because I love helping people understand the different parts, but in our context here, what are we trying to do? I mean, we're trying to help people know and follow Jesus, dot, 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 with their money and resources. Yeah, Every part of our lives, we're trying to help know and follow Jesus. And so when you look at what we've constructed, and hopefully this will be, um, this is not something we plan an offering just once. Yeah, Um, We're gonna do this over a series of months and years helping people what where does it fit if we need to change it we will um, very much flexible but we also don't want it so people um, hey do I have to do a 12 week series there's some good resources out there for that there's if you want that kind of discipline and dedication there's absolutely that but we're trying to come in and say hey we want to give you a foundation and then build off that of what that means and so that's why that second Timothy or that Timothy verse is so good yeah. about uh, one of the the ways you think about this, and our very first opportunity on February 18th is what we've entitled A Guaranteed Path for Riches. Um, purposely thought-provoking. Give me a lotto ticket. Yeah, let's go. purposely want—I meant to to make you pause. But what we're trying to do there is just explore, as you said, what does the Bible actually teach on money— possessions and wealth, if you look at how much of the New Testament and how much Jesus' words are dedicated to money, it would shock you yeah. that in some cases he talks more about money than he does about prayer or things of that nature. And I have yeah. some of that. So we want to be uh, understanding of that. But the other part of that also is understand how God created us. If you think about the, probably the verse, of no, if no one knows any other verse except, hey, uh, the love of money is the root of all evils, Okay, yeah. that's, that's how God made us, how we were corrupted by sin, how we respond to things. And so understanding you know, how we look at that, our yeah. fears, our, our hurdles and obstacles. And here's kind of, I'll give you a quick spoiler. You still have to come to the meeting, but here's, here's what it's all built upon. It's, it's built on Matthew 6. It's Sermon built on the Sermon on the, Sermon on the Mount. Matt Mabry, I think, we just talked about today, is gonna, gonna tackle that in coming weeks. It's clear, do not store up for yourself treasures here. When we have conversations, we're almost always talking about treasures here. Yeah. 401k, IRA, stocks, my house, my budget, which is fine. There, there's a context that God has put us in to manage that well. Yeah. But the whole purpose of those things is so I don't store those up because those will go away. They'll yeah. rust. You know, think of it, if you have a data breach tomorrow, what's at my Fidelity account? Prove to me that I have that much money there. I can't, yeah. it's fleeting. But do store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And what we have failed to do, I think, just culturally, but especially within our circles of knowing and following Jesus, is we haven't defined what those eternal treasures are well. Yeah. And so if we can now have that as a foundation of saying, yes, I want to come alongside people and say, my income and my expenses are messed up and I need help doing that. Absolutely. But keep this as a foundation as we have those conversations, as yeah. we talk about retirement, as we talk about empty nesting, as we talk about the role of insurance. All those things by themselves um, you can get good practical advice, but we're trying to say, how do you know and follow Jesus so it's all co- co- yeah. comprehensively
1: together? It all builds on a foundation where we say, actually, we have these resources. What? How should we be thinking about them? Before we go into, what do I do? Man, we are so good at like, tell me what to do. Tell right. me what to do. Tell right. me what to do. And right. actually, Jesus wants to change our heart with our possessions before we press into some of the things that we ought to do. But we don't wanna just give here's the theological right background of why money we should think about money we actually do want to be helpful because Randy there are people who feel really confident of running a budget who feel really good with can they get a mortgage are they set up with a, like there's some people who know that well and there's some people that say 401 what that's right like I don't know what a budget is I just know they give me money and I spend it so we've had people on
0: Our every friends. end
1: of the spectrum here so Right after you do a Guaranteed Path to Riches, mm-hmm. we're on the second course then is, what's the next one?
0: So we that is on March 3rd, and we've entitled that, Make Your Money Work for You. And this is a practical insight, everything from your income, your budget, to assets and liabilities. You're going to come out of there, and we have some—what we're trying to do for every class we do is you have some physical takeaways. Yeah. You know, for the first one, I want you to have a concept of, of a goals list. Let's say, Brent, God gives us favor tomorrow, and each of us gets $10,000. That's good. How he has called you to utilize that 10000 and me might be entirely different, might be yeah. entirely the same. Yeah. But there's not a one-size-fits-all necessarily— and what we're trying to help you understand is your goals, how you were built, how what, where your traps are at. So assuming that, now we get to make your money work for you and this passive nature that sometimes can embed what we do with finances. Some people on one end, oh, they'll just take care of themselves. Whatever's in there, I'll spend. Yeah. Okay? And some people get so detailed-oriented and so worked up and so worried about it. It's kind of the flip side of that. And so what we want to do is come alongside from your monthly budget to a personal financial statement we can, we're looking at the concept of partnering people with financial mentors. Yes. I just want someone I can talk to. And then the interesting thing we're trying to do here is a few weeks later, we're going to have a check-in. Yeah. Now, it's not homework, not going to be graded, but we're going to have resources available for you to come back here, and there's going to be people, people here to say, hey, how you doing? What did you find out? Yeah. Is there, are you stuck anywhere? Yeah. And now we have the foundation yeah. Of what God wants us to do to know and follow Him. And now we got
1: the practical insights of executing that on a day to day basis in a disciplined way. Yeah, I think it's pretty Im- incredible in a moment where we can go, like, again, budget, that's a no- known term. There's a lot of guilt for those who mm. don't do it. And then there's like some bean counters that are so tied to it that they, you know, they won't break it for a penny, right? Um, let alone be generous sometimes. And so I think. Those are really great things, but I think also an excellent opportunity here for those who are trying to think about their finances, maybe early married, Mm -hmm. or maybe a marriage that's had really difficult uh, tensions, let's say, or hard uh, conversations about finances. Uh, An equipping event like this is gonna be so powerful for you. My wife and I uh, went after we've been married about three or four years. um, We kind of just survived. We were in a season where in ministry early on, Uh, Name of the game is survive. It's Mm -hmm. not have a great investment strategy, Mm -hmm. and so we kind of got to the point where okay, we're not surviving anymore. We actually need to have a strategy, and we went to an equipping thing at our church, and it was so unifying for Carrie and I because both of us grew up with money radically different, right? And we brought that into our marriage, and we didn't have a unified view, and so. If you're a young couple or maybe marriage has been struggling, um, a struggle for you in your marriage, this is maybe a great opportunity that you could kind of clear the deck and have the same concept, build a same vision together, and begin to walk with that making money work for you together. Right. So it's hopefully we can eliminate some of the tensions in marriages with finances as well.
0: That's a great point. And then at every step of the way, I mean, Brett, you and I are both in a stage where you have high schoolers and college Oh my goodness, the expense nature of having high schoolers
1: and those in college. Let's let's write some prepare prayers, brother. <laughs> the zero I got three kids going on mission trips, <laughs> youth camp, and then one going to college two day two months later. I'm like, what is going on?
0: I mean, there's days where you just sit there and like you spent money and you like hasn't physically left the house. You haven't you just made some decisions, but then the whole the waterfall of what happens. Yeah. And then you get into stuff like elder care and empty nest years. and what happens if you're helping your parents in in, in uh, their older years and the finances of all there? I'm dealing with a, a parental issue right now where we've basically taken over some of the finances. That's a whole nother subset. so yeah. the the stage of life we could give you some very kind of uh cheeky principles, yeah, but everyone's context is so different. that's why it's so good.
1: yeah, there's another like that's i I feel like that's Kind of 101 and 102 in yeah. terms of yeah. our financial things, but I don't know how we want to call it it's 101, 201, 301. But there's also some other levels of finances that depending on how geeky you are. Geeky's <laughs> a pejorative. Let's, uh, let's talk about um detail-oriented. Detail oriented. <laughs> um, or you know, I mean, depending on people's backgrounds and yeah. the resources that God has given them. There's a different level of stewardship for different levels of resources and, and just general ideas. And so we're going to take it beyond those steps of, like, these are basic necessities. Mm-hmm. We understand what God wants to do, and we actually have a plan for our money. But then you want to go a little bit further for people who need some more information. So there's two
0: things we thought might be interesting, and these are—I uh, think, Brent, you had mentioned this before. You can kind of view these as electives. That, hey, we want to get macro and microfinance down fine. We want the foundations and how to do the practical. But uh, the third one we're going to call, and probably offer it in the fall, is called the mad, mad world of investing. (laughs) Brent, let me tell you, the number of questions I get asked from anything from stocks to bonds to crypto to mortgages to retirement, there's some legit questions there. And it can be really complicated. Oh, absolutely. We love our acronyms. We love, you know, there are so many things to do that. And what we're trying to do is, is a couple things. One. Um, we're not your financial planner. Yeah. We're we're not a CPA, but we have a, a, enough wisdom to help you get down that track. That can be very helpful for people, if mm-hmm. nothing else,
1: definitional terms. Yeah, let me stop you right there. You said we have enough information. That was false. <laughs> you have enough information. Just I'm going to make you money drop right now. How, how many? How much money did you manage when you were a portfolio manager? Um,
0: wow, talk about putting us. I love it. I don't like Brett driving the car. This is totally <laughs> weird. Um, at the height of my client list and I had all institutional clients with other companies or I managed a mutual fund I managed ETF was 22 billion.
1: So yeah, I I feel like Randy, you manage 22 billion dollars. You have an MBA, you also have a seminary degree. I'm feeling really good. This is a sweet spot for you.
0: I just want to be clear, though. If you go out like buy 100% of your retirement portfolio on Bitcoin and lose all your money, not my fault. Yeah, and nor would you tell people to do that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You are, you're... But there are some clear principles we can do. Let's use one, investment allocation for retirement. And this is what you, we, you and I have talked oh, about this as friends. Yeah, yeah. About, hey, there's some simple things we can do. And simple doesn't mean, hey, uh, a kid can know it. No, it's just you're busy. You have 15 other things going on. Yeah. And some people, I know this is weird. I'm gonna have to admit, it, some people don't like talking about finances because they think it's boring. So yeah. sometimes, hey, we can help clarify and simplify these steps for you. Say, hey, for the next five years, do these three things. Yeah, and you're gonna be good. Yeah. Now does that mean Marcus don't crash? No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm saying you've been a good steward of the resources God's given you. You put a good faith effort forward. We can do that with your goals. Let's say you have a college plan to do, or you want yeah. to buy a business. Yeah. I'm just, what are some things we can do there? And one of the biggest things I get asked about, especially from our staff, is is houses and mortgages. Yeah. We can spend a half hour just on just helping people navigate that because that's a, and that's changed a lot over the last five yeah. years. For sure. Last one is kind of my favorite, but it'll probably be the least uh, least interested. Um, it's just about the global economy and macro events. Man, we get uh, news stories every day. Yeah. Uh, if you think back not too long ago, we had a period where regional banks were failing over yeah. the weekend. Uh, what about Boeing and their airplanes? Does the Ukraine thing matter to me? What's this thing called the Federal Reserve? Do, am I supposed to care about that? Great questions.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, Randy... It, this isn't probably what most people are waking up and thinking, "Oh, I need to understand global macroeconomics, however, our people are waking up with a fear of am i is my retirement going to be there when i'm right. when it's time to retire well this I mean people are at retirement age wondering what the inflation does to them like do I need to change stocks and bonds because of you know there's so much like it can be really complicated. Um, But I do think that those are things for us to think through because we're not people who are supposed to live by fear. Mm -hmm. And man, when you listen to the news stories, everything's led by fear. And I think you especially, since a lot of your work was done probably, a lot of those are things you had to consider in your real life. Um, And sometimes I've walked in and go, man, does that matter? And he's like, no, but it'll fall over in in 30 days. So I think those are really some fun things um, that people who are really considering their finances and looking to steward their resources that God has given them um, would find very interesting. It's so funny. I literally got asked. I'm not making this up.
0: I literally got asked at lunch today about, will Social Security be there when I need it? Yep. Great question. Yep. And like you said, in most cases, I'll give you the spoiler alert here too, there'll be 15 things that could be problems. You need to focus about two of them. Yep. Now, if we can get 13 things off your mind, Yeah. I'm saying, hey, noise, don't worry about that. That, that just frees our people up. Because as you've talked about, an passion of yours is living life on with margin,
1: and how yeah. do I manage that? Well? Yeah. So I think you know, as we move into these conversations, we're eager. I mean, mm-hmm. in some senses, Randy, we. Uh, we haven't done financial equipping in a long time. And right. uh, we were doing some stuff. Uh, th- things changed. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, balls in the air that, that made that not happen for a couple of years. But we're so eager to have this back. And we begin to think about money. Anytime we talk about money, let's, we just want to talk about the tension that that can bring up yes, for people. Yes, absolutely. Which is um, people are like, well, all the church wants is my money. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just telling you, I've hung around pastors my whole life. And I I don't know any of them that wake up and think about how they can get their money. That's right. Now, I know a lot of pastors who fast and pray to say, how are we gonna have the resources for the things that I believe God's calling us to do? Right. And so it can get weird. But I think I wanna just talk a little bit about why we're dealing with these things. Number Mm. one, we wanna help you. We want, I mean, we really want to, for you to, Feel confident and freedom in the resources God has given you. There's people in our church that, because that's for reasons that are above my pay grade, the resources they have will help them scoop by in life mm-hmm. and not have a lot. There's mm-hmm. other people in our church that have resources mm-hmm. and resources and resources. That's that's not my job to figure out why that is true, right? But here's what I do know is. Depend no matter where they're from is a thing that we want is we want giving for our people, not from our people. Mm. Um, I to not have in your life the stream of generosity and the joy of generosity. And I realize that there's seasons in my life where that was giving was it was painful. Right. Like by, by God's grace, He's given me the grace that I could always give. And never considered not giving. But there's times where that was like, that was so hard. And then there's seasons like, that it's been like, you know, you walk through to prepare. I cannot believe the money that God allowed to go through me and Carrie's hands mm. and prepare. Mm-hmm. Like for what we set up to do, not prepare, unfinished. Right. I'm so sorry. Um, different, seasons. There are lots different seasons. It's different seasons. <laughs> but the joy of giving every year when I sit down to do my taxes and I pull out my keystone giving statement, I I'm delighted in what we're able to give. Mm -hmm. And um, we're faithful givers, but it's not like we're the most sacrificial givers in the life of our church, but there's such a deep joy in knowing that everything that we have is from God. Right. And that we wanna generously give back to him for what he's given to us. And man, that is a place that we want all of our people to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think second is is one of the reasons we're doing equipping like the second one which is uh make your money work for you is because um I think in general this is what I believe about Keystone the vast majority of people at Keystone want to know and follow Jesus. They do. Yeah. Like I mean we all hit bumps in the road, That's you right. know, but people at Keystone are leaning in but here's when it comes to money for us to ignore money in that would be horrible but here's the thing if you're gonna know and follow Jesus and be on mission with Jesus, we actually wanna help you have margin in your money so you can live on mission. I'm That's just right. telling you, mm, good word. if you are $20,000 in credit card debt, you got car payments running everywhere, and we say, hey, here's an opportunity to be generous. Most people a lot of people just can't. Right. It's not a heart issue. Correct. Like the delight of their heart is that they would love to be able to give, but they don't have the margin in their finances to be able to live that out. And so a phrase that we're probably gonna start saying around here a lot is, we want you to live with margin so you can live on mission. Because Mm -hmm. if you have no margin in your finances and God says, well, I want you to give sacrificially this, I want you to bless that. I want you, like, it's not possible because a creditor would be banging down our door. And so- What we're trying to do here is help people understand the joy of generosity, but then also to stay on mission, our finances need to be available to God. And you think about that as the thing that summarizes in my mind. uh, As
0: we walk away from this, what what do we want to achieve? What's success? You just say it out. At the beginning, I said, I want to help people know and follow Jesus with their money and resources, and we want them to live on margins so they can live on mission. That's the goals. Yeah. At no point is it, hey, we have a certain number here. We want this to grow. If our people walk away with that, yeah, what a huge success
1: for eternal treasures. And we're using the earthly treasures to help do that. Yeah. Randy, I'm so excited. I, uh, I love your passion and your education and your experience in this issue. And it will be a blessing to our church. I'm so I'm hoping it. that a lot of people uh, come to these Uh, courses or equipping, classes, opportunities, events, whatever we call them these days, Uh, but it's gonna be good. And um, I'm sure that people will uh, take an issue that can be a top stressor in their life, have a biblical view of it, and then be able to walk it out. Still looking forward to it. Thanks for the time to describe it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for being a part of our conversation today. Both of our upcoming Keystone Stewardship Equip courses are active and ready for registrations. Go to keystonelife.com slash events. And if you'd like to know more about Keystone in general, hear sermons, or listen to more conversations, please visit keystonelife.com. Until next time, keep the conversation going.